Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And now for our more grateful podcast. Welcome, listener. You have come of your own free will to the appointed place. Ross, James, and their companions have ventured beyond the scepted isle to find the hidden, the wicked, and the truly horrific. The film is over. The review begins. It is time to keep your appointment with the General Folk Okay, ladies and gentlemen, goblins and ghouls, welcome to the third episode of the General Witchfinder spin-off podcast. Folk in Hell. I'm James in Bournemouth in Southern England. I'm Ross in Dorchester in Southern England. And today we're joined by a special guest. Who's there? Hi, I am uh, Boomer from Podcast in the Woods, hailing from uh, Norfolk, Virginia in the uh, good old United States. Well, I don't know. It used, used to be good old. I, I, I don't know, well, <laughs> I don't yeah, know about it anymore. But us, better than us at the moment. Well, I, I think the, the, the whole world's going to head in a handbasket. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> Is anywhere good anymore? No. Yeah. So Boomer gave me a bit of a geography lesson. So I've, I've got a rough idea, at least of what kind of side of the United States, uh, Virginia, so I say Virginia, or is it? Uh, has it got like a prefix on that? South Virginia? No, it's 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 just Virginia. Just Virginia. Yeah, I, I'm so rubbish with my. Uh, we we do have a West Virginia, which I don't live in, just to make <laughs> it nice and complicated. But that's. <laughs> but is that West of Virginia, or is, it, is that like somewhere completely different? It's on, actually on? it's actually kind of Southwest, but I don't know. Southwest Virginia doesn't quite have the same yeah. ring to it, so so, so but, they just went with West. Boomer, tell us a bit about. Uh, Podcast in the Woods, because I know about Podcast in the Woods, because I I am a, a former star. I, 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 I think I would I can, I can be um, so bold to say of, of one of your episodes where we talked about Bram Stoker's Dracula and um, the remake of Evil Dead. Um, but yeah, tell our listeners if they if they're not listening, they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a bit about your podcast. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we just uh, just started a few months back, so brand new podcast, podcast in the woods, uh, and it's just a little bit, a uh, little bit silly. And uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of known for my controversial horror opinions, and so you know, I wanted a voice and like, hey, let's 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 put these things out here. Let's have a good time. And so I started that. It ended up doing it by myself for a little while, but now I am joined by a wonderful co-host, Gabby. And you're right, you were. The star of one of the episodes, Dracula and uh, Evil, the Evil Dead remake, which it's funny because I got a lot of flack for that because, you know, I had you you always have those horror fans. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, right after we released that, I've got a couple of, of emails that say, well, actually, <laughs> Evil Dead is not a, not technically. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I don't All care. The podcasts yeah. are available. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pick and choose. It, yeah, yeah. Just but yeah, I did tell I did tell Ross when he came on that it was uh, it was our classiest episode. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> it's the first time anything that Yeah, thank you very much, James. And this time on Folk How we covered the whaling. Okay, again, I normally play uh, a trailer here, but this oh. trailer's probably got loads of Korean in it. So, um, yeah, make of it what you will. You- <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gone to YouTube or something. Yeah, exactly. You're looking at someone in the middle of the world. You're looking So the Wailing is a 2016 South Korean horror film. Written and directed by Nan Hoon Jin. Well done. I've got to say, I feel really bad for James. I've given him loads of Korean. And uh, I think there's uh, uh, some other um, Asian country <laughs> names that are coming up in a minute. <laughs> Story of our relationship. But he's going right to do there. much better that job than I would have ever done. But anyway, James, go back again. Okay. Written and directed by Nan Hoon Jin. And starring Quack Do Won, Hwang Jeon Min, Chon Woo Hee and was cited in the documentary Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched as an excellent example of an international, specifically Asian, folk horror. The film centres on a policeman who investigates a series of mysterious killings and illnesses in a remote South Korean village called Gokseong in order to save his daughter. According to director Nan Hongjin, this movie was made on the basis of folk religions in Korea and Nepal, and on Catholic faiths. Na teamed up with Thai director Ban Jong... Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Whew, I feel like Evil can Evil now. I'm going to have to take a run up at this one. Yeah. Here we go. Pisanthana. Okay. Banjon Pisanthanakun. Well done. Acting as the producer and screenwriting for the medium, a supernatural horror film mockumentary. When writing the story, Na explained in an interview that the medium was initially a sequel to The Wailing, with Huang John Min's sh- uh, shaman character. However, this uh, rendition did not come to light, as quoted by Na himself. 
The medium has no relation to the whaling. Therefore, not a very interesting tidbit, but these newer films have hardly any information on Wikipedia or IMDb. So please cast some slack, says Ross. Nah has said, whenever I finish a film, oh, sorry, whenever I finish a film, I don't want to go anywhere near another one, which may explain the slow release of his movies. Despite being in the film industry for over 15 years, he only has three films to his name which is probably more than whoever uh, dished the shade on IMDb has ever done. <laughs> now, this review inevitably contains spoilers. Uh, please watch this film, should you wish, before we go ahead and ruin it all for you. There we go. Thank you. And I always say, there we go. And it pisses me off when I'm editing it. Because Why? I, yeah, because I feel like I'm a creature of habit and That's I just hate listening to my own voice. Um, so, the way... So, Boomer, mm. the reason I thought of you um, to invite you on to talk about this one is that I know you're a fan of Asian horror, and we were talking off mic beforehand that you've seen this a few times previously. Oh. Is that correct? Uh, it is, yes. And it, a lot of times people will kind of uh, conflate my my love of Asian horror with an expertise, and oh. that's not necessarily <laughs> the same thing. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do love uh, Asian, Asian horror. But if, uh, yeah, you, if you expect me to come on here and uh, talk about all the intricacies of uh, Korean and Japanese culture, you know, I've got a, I got a couple of tidbits. But, uh, you know, besides that, I have no idea about the uh, the ins and outs uh, and the, the different subtleties. But what one thing I do, because sometimes it is o- opaque and, you know, you're, you're watching these things and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the the atmosphere or kind of a uh, nihilistic point of view that sometimes you get in Asian horror. Uh, where, for for instance, Juon is a, is a great example of that. You know, basically, if if you go anywhere near the house, you're just fucked. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's yeah. that's basically the movie in a, in, yeah. a, in a nutshell. And I I really really love that kind of uh, mindset and approach to their their filmmaking. And it just scares me. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, some some people with the uh, you know the Japanese ghosts or you know the shamanism that we find in here, it doesn't really do that mm-hmm. much form. But I find it really deeply unsettling for for whatever reason just on a visceral level mm-hmm. um and so yeah i i absolutely love 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 um asian horror but um what it does though is it causes me a lot of times if i if i don't understand something i'll end up going and uh, down a rabbit hole and researching the crap out of a, a film afterwards to try to find you know okay well, what does this mean or what does mm-hmm. that mean mm-hmm. and it just kind of you know broadens my horizons and i end up yeah usually watching these things two or three times mm-hmm. uh, because i'll go back with that you know a little bit better understanding the next time and it you know just opens up like new things every single time that i watch it this one like you said though there's not a ton of stuff out there on it so it's just basically uh you know you kind of watch this and this it's one of those how does this make me feel kind mm-hmm. of games yeah i i find what when i'm watching films from other cultures um and in particular i think like uh, from asia often you're watching thinking i know i'm not getting something here but I, I kind of like that kind of feeling, mm. that kind of... Um, so the extent of my kind of um, interest in Asian cinema is mainly watching Studio, Studio Ghibli stuff, things with the kids. And But even when you're watching that, you know, I, I feel uh, some of them you're watching like Spirited Away, for example, you're like, you're thinking 90% of this is just going way over my head. But then you start thinking, or is it just something this individual has just made up and it's, it's completely unimpenetrable to anyone who watches this? But it... It is just interesting. Watch because when we saw, I was watching this with my wife, and I said, "Does this make you want to go traveling?" Because when you watch this, you're like, "This is everything about this world 
it, it's it's the equivalent for me of almost what I'm watching like Star Wars or something. You're, you're going, this is, <laughs> yeah. this feels so alien to me, you yeah. know. But and I, I like being in that kind of um, that kind of uh, wheelhouse, like having that kind of feeling. How about you, James? Have you, have you heard or have you seen this before? I hadn't heard of this, as you said in the uh, the introduction. It got, it gets that mention in Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched. So like you, i seen it on that, but knew not, virtually nothing of it. Mm. Um, and my experience of sort of Korean cinema and things such as that is that where we live, um, and especially when I'd moved back to Bournemouth from London in the, uh, in the early noughties, is it is an absolute cinema cultural graveyard mm. down here, yeah. Boomer. Ross Ross will tell you, we don't really have, there's no such thing as like an art house cinema nearby. Mm. There's one and it's rubbish. It's mm. absolutely dreadful. So as someone who was a film fan, I was often aware that, you know, that there were good films out there, but they were just prior to the internet. No real ways to watch them. And then... When sort of like uh, like multi-region DVD players started coming out, yeah. uh, a good fre- uh, friend of mine said, oh, there's all these really amazing Korean films and I've got a multi- multi-region DVD player. Do you want to come around and just watch them? Mm. And that was, uh, I, uh, I made a note of it before I started watching this. It, uh, of, of course, the original Old Boy, mm. um, the film uh, Joint Security Area, if, you, if you've seen that, which is not a horror film, but also a really amazing film, which is one that I often tell people about. Again, nothing to do with horror, but to do with a Buddhist monk. And it's called Spring, Summer, Fall, Winter and Spring. And it's amazing. It's really, really good. It doesn't sound like much, but trust me, it's amazing. And for a long time, I was aware that, okay, in South Korea, there's this extremely vibrant film industry. Yeah. And I think now for us, uh, sort of like in the West, last couple of years, uh, the, uh, the success of Parasite mm. and Bong Joon-ho, uh, I think that he's really obviously comes, comes to the fore. But, you know, my kind of experience is, I know that they've got this really amazing film industry, but the amount of times that I ever see anything Korean yeah. is minimal. Yeah, but also, minimal. We, we now we've got all these streaming services and we can yeah. watch anything. We've yeah. got no excuse, but then you, I feel like we're just constantly being given so much other shit, which mm. you go, I haven't got time to watch anything and I've just, I've got to watch bloody Obi-Wan Kenobi. I've watched people are going to spoil <laughs> me about it, even though I don't want to watch it. You know, it's just, it's, and then you, all this stuff gets left. Like for ages, the waiting's been on my watch, yeah. what it was on Netflix and it's, it's now on um, Prime. Mm. But some reason I thought it was a film about whales. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I am, I'm dyslexic. So I thought it was, I, I saw the trailer and I saw lots of rain and I thought, and I thought it was about a man who goes, to catch whales but um anyway did you see a, did you see a blowhole in the trailer no <laughs> was there any krill no i'm afraid yeah, not okay. but um <laughs> but yeah i'm glad i watched it so um we said this is a, a, a very long well not very long it's it's quite long for a horror film horror it films and uh, particularly if we're watching um on our podcast we watch a lot of uh hammer stuff which is probably 90 minutes 90 minutes maximum it's dead on and then you're gone so this has been quite a long so we probably won't go through every beat of this but we'll we'll, we'll go through um as we get um broad plot broad, yeah broad plot. broad plot um so the film starts off with um uh you, you see a shot of a chap fishing um mm-hmm. oh before that you get, a, you get a bible quote it's always good to start a film always with a bible good. quote yes um and then um, you see a guy fishing. When you watch it a second time, you think absolute spot on metaphor um, for someone trying oh, to yes, yes, yeah, yeah, lure lure someone in. in. Yes. Um, but then we go to um, 
quickly jump away from that. You, you don't find out who that person is or anything. Mm. Uh, you go to the, uh, the, the cop in this film. Um, so I've written his name down. Uh, mm, 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 mm. Uh, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, Yonggu. But I'm going to call him the policeman um, okay. from that one in. Um, Despite the fact there's several policemen. Okay, but... The, <laughs> the, <laughs> he has the policeman. The policeman. Yeah, that's, that's the way all mine, all, all mine is. The, is the daughter, the policeman, the, policeman. the shaman. <laughs> exactly. I think you, you, you should never have a, um, any, uh, a film with any characters who've got the same first name. You should never have them. Right. Who, any of them who look remotely similar. This oh, is God. this is for me yeah. because I, right. I can't I can't. Uh, you can't have more than six characters, um, and you can't have anyone have different. You can't have the same jobs if, if you want a little dullard like me to, to know what's going on. Uh, there was so many points in this film. I'm like, who who's this? What 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 what? what who who is this person in the in the car? Who's like dead <laughs> and they're trying to yeah. bring back alive? I don't know who that is. Um, yeah, so we have the police, um, the police sergeant who's been called to go off to um, a crime scene, but then his mother-in-law, for ages I thought was his wife, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, said that he can't leave until he's had something to eat. So you, you see this character as being someone who is, you know, hempecked. Yeah, a little bit like you know, a bit, he, he's um, a bit of a wimp, a bit of someone who, who, who you know. It's always late to stuff. And, yes. You know, yeah. I was going to say, that was the, the the big thing and sort of one of my main notes was that I thought it was really interesting to have a film where your protagonist is like mostly useless. Like yeah. he's extremely flawed from the start. Isn't mm-hmm. he? Oh, yeah. And I thought, okay, you know, that's, you know, that, that's, you know. Uh, yeah, but however, it does give you an insight again into another cultures, what they eat for breakfast. Mm. I'm going to go, what the, what's mm. that? Yeah. So many bowls on that table. <laughs> and I was thinking, how much washing up do they have to do in this house? <laughs> um, but one of it looked like he was eating like like wet spinach. In, and I was like, and again, it was just like, oh, I wonder what people in Korea eat, eat for breakfast. <laughs> but um, unlike you, Boomer, I didn't go and look it up afterwards. But um, but yeah, it t- t- takes ages to actually get to the crime. And mm. when he turns up, it's in full effect everything there's police everywhere it's raining yes and it, and it made me think of oh he says smashing his mic it made me think of jaws i like oh. with um brody at the beginning of that he always turns yeah. up and everything's this is bedlam around him and, yeah. he, and yeah. you're following him move through mm-hmm. stuff which is already happening it also made me think of um seven because mm. whenever yes. they turned up at um crime scenes at the beginning it was always like the police are already there it's raining people are screaming shouting people are taking photographs and I, I like that. I think it was a good way of getting into the action, particularly after a very sort of slow start with him. It, it very quickly sets up that, um, or, or in those opening minutes, apart from, I, I absolutely agree with you, Ross. It, you know, it's, it's like seven in the fact that we are shown uh, the, the one murder scene. It's kind of like, it's like a nest, isn't it? Yeah. It's really eerie. And that was kind of, I thought, oh, okay, this is interesting. Mm. That we see kind of like this nest has been made. And of course, that the crime scenes the, the whole book you know all of the the locales just look like they're in absolute rack and ruin and mm. have, have fallen into disrepair and mud blood and, everywhere and buildings and mud and blood. down yeah absolutely yeah um but i think the big thing very quickly early on from uh those opening scenes and the, the main thing i like is that there's suddenly you get lots of different reasons and lots of different people saying what was going on mm. and you get some people saying Oh well, I saw this suspicious Japanese guy the other the other day, mm. and then somebody else says, "Oh no, no, no! It's it, it, it's not got anything to do with that. It's got to do with you know whatever." Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that kind of got a ruining to it. I thought, oh, okay, you know, rather than that kind of classic 
kind of Western film thing where you're led very quickly into, okay, here's what the mise-en-scene is going to be here. There was that feeling of, I don't quite know. Is this going to be like a virusy thing? Mm. Is this going to be like a serial killer thing? Uh, or a zombie what, thing? Is what's it? going on? Yeah, yeah, is it a zombie thing? There were, there were lots of different kind of possible openings for it. Mm. And I, I did like that. And also the whole kind of shifting between on a, co- a couple of occasions in those opening scenes. You're not quite sure if you're seeing a dream or something that's actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. Because, for example, when um, the uh, early on, whilst our protagonist, the policeman, is at the police station with his friends, a figure comes and stands by the door and they absolutely they freak out. They're yeah. useless policemen and they're just really, really scared. But then it cuts to him waking up, which is the usual cinematic language for what you just saw was a dream. And then I thought, OK, right. So that sequence was a dream. Only for him later on to go. Like last night, that was oh wait 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 that was real. Yeah, was that like, happens okay, a couple of times as well. That's interesting. Yeah, because, it, because you have a bit where you see a, another random character just wandering through the woods and fight, seeing the, uh, like a man in a in uh, mm. like traditional Japanese underwear, yeah, eating. Well, like, you couldn't see what it was, but mm. I think it was a deer, mm. like with all the blood on his mouth, and then him advancing towards the uh, uh, to the the, the random hunter. And then the guy waking up in bed. And again, you think, yep. oh, was that a dream? dream? But then yep. later on, that person tells you that story. And it's... Yeah. yeah. Well, I like that. I really like that because, you know, I think that's part of the thing that this that this film is doing. And there are so many themes in the in this movie. And I'm sure we'll, we'll get into the Japanese man later on uh, down the road. So I won't get too far into that. But this, this film and this director is really challenging prejudices yes. in, in, a, in a way through that and i mm-hmm. love how he does how he he sets that up okay i'll just i'll just Go spoil my take right, yeah, yeah. right from the very beginning um but the thing that i love about this is so yeah you hear about the this japanese man and um it, it's it's pretty quickly on I, I think that his partner the policeman's partner starts on that theory that it you know everything started once this man arrived mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's echoed throughout this. And so mm-hmm. it, before you even, even meet this person, you're, you're, you're kind of leery about it. And the cool thing about that is if, you know, you know about, you know, Asian history, even a little bit, you know, that the, the Japanese did some not very nice things yeah. to several, you know, several of the other countries. And so they, you know, they do have this ingrained prejudice against, against those people and how they're, you know, they're, they're evil and they're not, you know, they're not good. And I mean, you, well, I mean, any any culture really does that. I mean, we see that in our own films where it's the stranger who comes to town who, yep. you know, causes bad things to happen. But um, but I love how he does that. Like he plays with your perceptions. So you don't know if what you're seeing is, you know, is real or it's mm. or it's imagined if it's if it's a dream or, you know, and it's all playing into these preconceived notions that you have not only about the characters, uh, but about filmmaking in general, yeah, yeah. because like like you like you had touched on any you, you see that we've seen it hundreds of times in, in movies where some scary thing happens and then the person wakes up and it was all just a dream, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I love how he's he he's playing, um, you know, with those with those concepts, both in in real life and in filmmaking. And also, man, this movie had me from the very beginning. Because I, there, there are a few things that I love in film. One is a police procedural, mm-hmm. witchcraft, and Asian horror. And this has all three of them. <laughs> <Yep>. uh, <laughs> but I do, I love like the character. Uh, I don't love him because he's, he's kind of a dick, but, um, I, I love the characterization of our, of our policeman because it's, they, they set him up. Not only is he 
bumbling and not real good at his job, but he's kind of a bad person. Yes. Um, and, you know, and that carries, you know, on throughout the story to where, you know, he even tries to take charge and he tries to, you know, have an arc. And then that just it all ends up blowing up in his face because he's That's not the hero that these people need. Mm. Yeah. And he's not the hero you would expect. To. So you're right. He, he almost tries to force his character's art through to from becoming the inept um, person who goes through a journey in order to end up becoming the hero. He tries to do that and he fails miserably. Uh, yeah. And, and like when he tries to stand up to some people, he loses in the fight and uh, and he tries to get people to follow him and, and that people don't follow him. And, and, and I think that, yeah, that, that's a, that's a really good, good point actually. And I, and also I think what you was talking about playing around with the idea of, um, is this a dream? Is this um, happening? Also, is this hearsay? Because I think this also, mm. it plays a lot on with prejudice because there's a point where someone says, Oh, um, and also he raped a woman. So he's talking, mm. about, he's talking about the Japanese guy raping someone and you see a kind of a, a snatch of, of that happening. But is it a case of that? It's just uh, another rumor against an outsider. And I think, uh, and, and it, it and you feel like, well, if the police knew he raped someone, why haven't the police arrested him? So therefore, mm. maybe he hadn't done it. It's just another thing which the people in the town are trying to put, build up a, a case to um, ostracize and uh, alienate. And uh, another, the, those are two words which aren't what I was trying to think of. The, the word, yeah, demonizes this this guy on the outside. Um, yeah, it's just it's, and and. But as I was watching this, I was thinking, yeah, but it's going to turn out he's, he's not because, you know, this is, uh, I think about half, uh, 15 minutes and I said, I know where this is going. And this is, they, they are going to make out, everyone's making out this guy's the baddie, but he's actually going to be the goodie. He's trying to save everyone. And yeah, little did I know. Well, we, 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 there are then more murders, mm-hmm. aren't they? The, 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 the kind of the town, the, the, ta- the town is beset by yet more kind of like really kind of gruesome and nasty murders yeah and this talk that there's this mysterious japanese guy that's that's come to town uh increases and then without jumping too much to next would you say kind of like his uh his daughter our protagonist the the policeman his daughter then falls ill yeah well or have i gone too I, I just just two things i would say some of the one of the sites he got he goes to he sees some um uh, almost like dead flowers hanging up mm. which when you first watch it you think it's going to mean something and then you quickly forget but, yeah. but, um, um, and then I, I would say um, the other thing, what, uh, one of the scenes of one of the crimes he comes across a, a woman a, a young woman <laughs> yes. sort of like stalking around and uh, he and she starts sort of telling him some stuff about um, what the Japanese man has done mm. He disappears, comes back, and uh, so he goes outside, comes back, and she's disappeared. Mm. So immediately you think, well, mysterious my, woman, mysterious yeah. woman, dressed in white, she's a ghost. That was mm. uh, in my in, in my mind. Oh, it's interesting. I didn't think that. Oh, okay. I didn't think that at all. I just thought, oh, okay, mysterious woman. Yeah, but you know, you know what? She's a ghost. You know what's really neat about that that particular scene, and I was hoping you were going to mention that that opening scene where we meet the woman in white, as mm. you know, as she's popular referred to but she starts throwing these these rocks at at, at them you know and, mm. and then it cuts mm. away and then it comes back and then there's i don't know a dozen rocks that are sitting in front of in front of our main character mm. and you know we've already talked about the you know religious iconography in in this film and i didn't i i, I will be honest i didn't catch this the first the first time that i watched it but you know reading about it afterwards 
uh, they were talking about how that was the director's kind of play on the story of Jesus, uh, Jesus's tale about he who's without st- uh, ah, sin cast the, the first stone. stone. Mm. And so mm-hmm. it, what this, this foreshadows uh, to the very ending of this, this film and mm. how he has to make the choice of who to, which character to mm. trust. And it's, you know, it's this woman who, who, uh, you know, who he doesn't end up going with. Uh, but it basically tells you right from the very beginning, this is our good character. This is our angel, yes. um, who, who you need to be, who you need to be trusting. I thought that was just, just brilliant once again. Like I didn't, mm. I didn't, I didn't put it together, you no. know, when I read it, but, mm. you know, coming back afterward, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so smart. Mm. Yeah. I think this film is one of the, um, it is a film which which does benefit from um, a, a second viewing. When you when you mm. when you know what's happening, you, there was lots of little things sort of um, hidden in there. Um, mm. So I think it is it is a very good um, example of. Well, I'll just test this out of you guys. When you first watched it, were you the same as me thinking, "Ah, uh, they're painting this guy to be the bad guy, so therefore he's not going to be the bad guy"? Because were you on, on that kind of journey with me, or as in terms of the the, the Japanese, Japanese stranger? Yeah. Yes. Um, I thought there was going to be way more to him. I just felt there was more to him than met the eye, yeah. obviously, rather than just it's his fault. Yeah. So it's 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 too subtle for that. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't try and second guess it. I know yeah. you like to try and second guess that. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So part of the um, uh, the crimes and the murders uh, uh, in this, the, the people who go on to become the murderers seem to get infected with mm. um, like like scabs and boils and, and again right. there's rumors um in one of the many eating scenes in this film you're always seeing the the main protagonist eat going somewhere and, and yep. eating at one point he goes to see a friend and he's eating inside a um inside a uh, a butcher's which for me it's just like the idea of eating something <laughs> in a in a room full of like raw stinking meat <laughs> would put me off but he sort of tells him a story about saying my wife um saw this the woman who did the most recent murder at the public um, uh, bathing house, and she was covered in boils and sores and all that mm. kind of stuff. So we've got this extra sort of um, paranoia of, of there, there being an unidentified disease going on, or it might be the fault of mushrooms yeah. as well. They talk about that you know they they could have eaten some, if not hallucinogenic mushrooms, then otherworldly mushrooms. So, so I've got to tell you a story though, um, mushroom wise. Um, <laughs> okay. I've, I don't know if I, no, I've, I might have said it on another podcast. So recently it's been um, really hot here um, and we've been keeping the, the shutters closed in our bedroom to sort of um, keep it cool in there. But the other day I un- undid the shutters and I noticed that we've got some plants in, the, in our bedroom and in the soil, in the plants, we've got all these mushrooms growing in there Ooh. now, which we hadn't seen because it's been so dark. Which immediately grossed me out that the fact I've got mushrooms <laughs> growing in my bedroom. Just thinking I'm breathing in all these spores and stuff. So the first thing I googled was, do mushrooms grow on humans? And, <laughs> um, only, only if you're a swamp thing, Ross. Oh, swamp. Well, the, the first picture, well, do you know when you start typing in stuff on Google, it starts recommending. Yeah. So it was like, yeah. do mushrooms grow in human ears? So that's the first oh thing my God. I yeah. looked at. And yeah, and there are pictures of tiny little mushrooms growing inside people's um, ears, which no! really grossed me out. Yeah. Um, the, the policeman's daughter falls ill. Yes. After that, and uh, you know, t- t- there is a worry. Or is it, like, first of all, it's not too serious, is it? No. Like they say, oh, you know, we've had to keep her off school and things such as that. But it very quickly becomes obvious that 
her illness will be the central thing of the film and yeah. his attempt to well, cure her. Well, they they go to um. Look, something we should mention. There's quite a lot of comedy mm. in the in the early stages yeah. of this film, isn't mm-hmm. there? Yeah, is quite. Uh, Boomer, as our self-proclaimed Asian cinema expert. <laughs> Here we go. Is that, is, is that something which you get a lot uh, in um, Asia, where uh, comedy, the, the mixture of genres, the mixture of you know, like where something really serious might have a, a comedic film, a comedic element, or is this just something which is a, uh, a, a, a trope of this particular director? Um, a lot of times that falls uh, kind of like, I guess, within, you know, like it does within our subgenres. So the kind of depends on the type of film that they're that they're really going for uh south korea has a lot more they're they're you know a lot more well known for their comedy so even something like old boy Mm -hmm. uh like you know Mm -hmm. james had mentioned earlier it's just dark just dark 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 but there are moments of comedy in that um so you know south south korea more more so than you know japan or thailand or china uh you know, put comedy in the in in their films, but I mean the the Japanese do it as 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 well. But most of the time, that is for more lighthearted or crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the Japanese are known for their just off the wall cinema, mm-hmm. uh, something like Tokyo Gore Police. But that's again, that's their <laughs> idea of you know, like a horror comedy. You know, yeah. Um, so most of the time, they like a lot of the other countries play it a lot more straight laced. Uh, whereas, yeah, South Korea though they do they do put these these little bits of, of comedy in or social commentary uh the host is another great example which yes. is a phenomenal yeah, phenomenal horror film, film. Yeah, yeah. but that movie is hilarious at, at times so yeah they're they're they uh the south koreans more than than other countries are, are yeah will sprinkle that kind of stuff in so there's bits like they he makes the hunter take him to the japanese man's house doesn't he? And then they end up falling down the hill and then bashing him on the head and he's sort of wandering around like sort of pratfalling and, and stuff. And also this also along with eating, this film features a lot of people falling down hills. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gets struck falling down hill shapes. Yeah. And then he gets struck by lightning like at yes. the end of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> does he get struck twice? I can't remember. But it's just, it's He says that they should be struck by lightning, or that's what it said on my subs out yeah. anyway. And then he is then struck by lightning. Yeah. And then there's another <laughs> bit like one with someone like a, quite a tension part of the film someone gets hit in the head with a rake and then he's just walking around yeah. with a rake sticking out of his head and they're all like Aah! and then happen to break the rake off and stuff well not only that like when he gets struck by lightning like in the very next the very next shot you know it's him in the hospital and it's his mom or wife or somebody that's there and he owns this like tonic shop yeah and you know she was like well you know uh, i can't believe this happened there's something about it being unlucky but you know if he survives it'll say they'll say it's because of the tonics and then she's just yeah. like ah! <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it is it's, it's a very strange um flavor this film um the the, the, mm. the, 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 the sort of the jumps in tone uh, it's, it's again it's refreshing because it's unique it's unique you, you don't know what, where it's going to go on this yeah mm. so they they do go to the um the japanese man's house a couple of times they search around and this is one of the um it made again for a bit seven-esque when they're looking mm. around his house when he's not there um and again, he's just living in like a like a shed, a basically. Shack, basically. Yeah. Um, and they find like a hidden room, don't they? Which is yeah. like uh, they got find like a shrine, which you think that's mm. going to be like uh, uh, the spooky part of it. But then they find a hidden room where it's got all pictures of all the different people, all the victims mm. who have fallen, um, uh, uh, fell of this, and also pictures of the crime scene. Which yeah. you'd think, if you was a policeman, that's enough to arrest. arrest. Yes this guy at this point um yeah 
one of the other policemen finds the shoe of this man's daughter. Daughter. In there, which he came to. Again, way more evidence you would need to arrest someone if all these murders have been happening. Um, One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, is this at the point? Is it, does the dog attack them at this point? Or is that yes. At the same, yeah, or during during this time, yeah, but yeah. The, the the logic therefore being that ah, okay, well, his daughter is now ill. This guy's obviously got something to do with it, and the people that are either going mad, going crazy, what have you, he is. He's he's the force yeah. at work here, isn't he? Yeah. So then his um, wife, uh, the policeman's wife, insistently, or mother-in-law, um, uh, insistently get a shaman. In, in, shaman. In, yeah. A great philosopher once wrote, Naughty, naughty, very uh, Which is quite a long way into the film for this quite important character to sort of come into it. Um, mm. But he's a, he, he reminded me of the bad guy out of Karate Kid Part 3. Let's get back to learning something that can do some real damage. Rule number three. A man can't see, he can't fight. If you hit him square in the nose, he'll be blinded by his tears and choke on his own blood. Now here's how it works. You wait till your man is attacking. And when he's close enough, aside! Yeah, but that would be face contact. I'd be disqualified. That doesn't help. He out. ran into your fist. Not your fault, right? Right. Huh? Well, he can't continue. That means you win! <laughs> you like that, Mr. LaRusso? Yeah, I like that. Good, give it a shot. Let's try it over here. And your friend. Reverse punch. Ah! Visualize! This is not a bunch of sticks and pipes anymore! This is a living, breathing, fighting machine that wants to detach your head from the rest of your body! blood so what make believe it's his this guy wants to break you humiliate you 
stomp you into the ground. Now what are you going to do about it? No. Then do it. It's demeanor, his look with like the little sweat back to, to ponytail, the ponytail. one, is, yeah, the one he yeah. sort of, um, yeah, but he's a bit of an asshole. He, um, basically just saying, You've got to give me shitloads of money, and mm. I'm going to do all these rituals and stuff. Um, and the, the daughter's getting worse and worse at this point. Like, he sort of, uh, he's, he's look, checking her body over at night to see if she's got mm. sores on the, and she has, and then he sort of camera goes up, and the light goes up, and she's sitting there awake and kind of. Yeah, he starts calling him a pervert for looking at his yeah. putting on his daughter's knickers in the night and all that kind of stuff. And I thought at that point his family were going to turn against him, but mm. but not that's not the case. But she's just basically just goes off. She's an excellent actress. Another yes. example of amazing um, child actors in, in 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 this film. Well, I was just going to say that for me, the best sequence in the film or the one that i enjoyed the most is the two different the the kind of the exorcism for want of a better word when the shaman tries to perform that kind of obviously like traditional korean uh exorcism interspersed with what the jet the japanese stranger is doing he's doing his own ritual and just like the sound design in that part and how it looked and how it was acted i thought that was really effective as so, so, so. i was like i've not really seen anything like that you know this is great so for me this is where i got a little bit confused because it turns out, like, you know, spoilers. We said the spoilers course, in this film. Yeah. It turns out these guys are working together. The shaman and the Japanese mm. man are on the same side. Mm. Um, but it implies that the shaman is putting a spell on the... Um, the uh, okay, I've just worked it out now. Talk us through it. Because it, it, it's implying that he's trying to curse the... Uh, the uh the japanese guy and yep. it's and it's implied that the japanese guy is trying to like counter the curse um mm. but then something happens and then the uh the, the japanese guy sort of falls to the ground and is almost dying mm. but it made me it, it occurred to me it's because um the dad broke the broke the circle sort of thing wasn't it because mm. They've been told you can't go to your daughter. You've got to leave your daughter. And I think what's actually happening is... And she's freaking out, we should point out. Yeah. As well. She's going absolutely mad. So yeah. I think what what's actually happening, they're both trying to put like the, 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 the spell on her. And by him mm. breaking the circle, actually sort of damages like the Japanese guy. Because if he, if mm. he, if the dad has stayed in there, it would, that kind of, um, uh, it, it would have worked. But they sort of build this kind of nest around the girl. And that's something yeah. you, you see in some of the earlier... Um, yes, crime the, scenes in the creepy opening. Yes, yes. The, the kind of the, the nest that's yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it was good and it was great to see because we're so used to exorcisms just being like the exorcist, just seeing all yeah. this, you know, waving of knives around and all that kind That's the soundtrack, by the way. That, 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 you know, kind of it the, did remind me of um, making weird noises. When I was in Singapore, I went to a part of um, Singapore because it's all like the Indian part, and I went into a Hindu temple. And it was the most over, overwhelming sort of thing because it was like lots of banging drums and there was mm. a big fire. People like there was like piles of shoes and people getting in my face all covered in makeup and it was just this smelt. And I was like, God, you know, mm. this is so overpowering. Like, I can't, you know, I haven't used to go and to sing, you know, um, 
Uh, well, it's, he's got the whole like, world in his hands at uh, like his school assembly. That is just so far removed from any kind of religion I've ever come across. It was uh, it was full on. But that's like what you, what you were saying earlier, Ross, about the whole kind of eating in the butcher's shop. Mm. How it's just like that's just culturally different to us. Yeah. One of my many disastrous ex girlfriends. Uh, her job well, had been at one point. She was a casino floor manager, mm -hmm. and she said, and this was in the north of England, and she said that. In the north of England, their biggest, biggest clients were people who were Chinese. Mm -hmm. And she said, that, like, there, there was this kind of elderly, kind of matriarch Chinese lady who would come in. And she said, oh, she was absolutely irascible. And she would always just kind of, like, give her a side eye and all the rest of it. And then, like, but she was like, so I tried to be super nice to her all the time so she could never complain or say that we weren't doing anything, uh, you know, anything by the book. And she said she went over to her one night and she went, is there anything else I can help you with? And she said, yes. She went, what is it? And she went, why is it that all you people smell of milk? Oh. <laughs> right? Because apparently like China, they don't drink milk and the whole dairy thing is mm. like really weird. So to them, to like Westerners, it's like, oh, you all smell of milk and yeah, you smell yeah. of dairy. Yeah. So just saying you saying about the butcher shop earlier, you know, going to something which is a totally different spiritual setup for you. It's not that it's it's alien to us. Yes, exactly. It's incredibly normal to somebody else. Even if I saw like a Western exorcism, I think mm. I'd be I'd freak out by it. It's just the whole idea. Yeah. Which mad. Yeah. The whole idea <laughs> just to just to reiterate, there are no such things as demons. No. So what these people are are people who are in need of psychiatry. Help. Yeah. So then, you know, what you're seeing is something really mad, you know, kind of really disturbing. For imagine you know, what your neighbours, because all of this exorcism was happening outside. Imagine what your neighbours would think if you had that guy just wave, <laughs> waving his knives around and like yeah. hacking like, like exorcism at number thirty two again. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know. Have you, yeah, have, you the, have you put the bins we'll, out? We'll skip our dinner invitation for next week. We're, yeah, not, we're not going over there. No. <laughs> but that, but that, it, it kind of implies that it's worked at that point, which is which is good. Um, yes. But then, and then the dad starts trying to take down all of the like scrolls and, and candles and shit. And but then the mum says, "Oh, you have got to leave them up," or the mother-in-law, mm. which you feel like that's a mistake. They should have taken it down because obviously these things are doing eat bad stuff, not good stuff. Damage, yeah. yeah. We get to that. I just think the other character worth mentioning is the priest. Because mm. he ends up being quite a cool character. And I think you know, one of the big themes of it, you know, like, as I was writing it down, I was like, I felt that like the two key themes of this movie were belief and obsession. Mm -hmm. like, so, And I thought, okay. And it's the whole, and as we heard the director saying, um, as Boomer was saying, that was really interesting, the whole kind of cast the first stone and the role of Christianity and the role, role of faith in this is that they have... Um, uh, they they have someone who is is it established? He's a Catholic priest, or yeah. is he just just I think priest? He's a, I think he's a Catholic. Just, priest. Just, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that you know, one of the characters, he the the brother of one of the other police officers, is a Catholic priest, and they kind of get him involved in it, and it kind of part of. And again, this is why it's so very not like a Western movie, and the fact that it brings in this kind of tertiary character. But then it also starts being about him too. The movie mm. he's all you know towards what you know, as I was watching it, I'm like he's almost in the movie as much as the protagonist, the policeman, is mm. towards the end. Um, and there's this sort of quite a complex juggling of they, the they narrative. They bring him in as a, a translator, don't they? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because he can speak Japanese. We're mm. told. I mean, so yeah, they think that he can speak to the Japanese guy mm. for them and try and figure out what the Japanese guy is up. To, but obviously, the more he speaks to him, the more that this whole kind of well, you know, what do you believe in? 
And it's like, well, you, you don't think I can be anything bad, do you? Mm. I can't be a demon. And mm. then, you know, so that, that story then, so I just, just thought it was worth noting. We hadn't mentioned him yet. No. As we build towards the end, it's worth noting because he, he's in it a lot. Uh, you know, we've, we've talked about how this is, it, it, this is a long film. And, uh, mm. you know, and I, I, I love that how they are not afraid to flesh out all their characters. Um, mm. which is, I mean, it's, it's, it's good and bad. I mean, if you have, if, if you don't have the attention span for it, then, uh, it makes for a really long, long movie. But I mean, something like mm. I, I, I just watched, uh, I saw the devil yesterday. I mean, I've seen it before, but oh, you know, cool. re rewatching that one. And again, that's another one that's, uh, like right at two and a half hours long as, which seems mm. to be their cutoff. And, you know, we can get at this and, you know, this thing where, okay, you know, the perfect movie can be done an hour, 30 hour and 40 minutes. And then, mm. you know, anything lo longer than that, then you're, you know, then you're kind of filling, you know, you're running filler or something like that. But I, I do, I, I, I like the, the, the priest as well. Um, and mm. I, you know, I like that we get to spend time developing each of the characters and developing like, uh, you know, you'd mentioned the, the daughter before who just is puts on a ridiculously amazing performance for somebody as, as young as, as she is or nine, mustn't she? Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, her, her acting is, is incredible. Uh, you know, when the, the, uh, her dad, you know, first confronts her when they find the shoe and that's, oh my goodness, I got so many thoughts running through my head. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so one thing is, I, you know, I, uh, let me, you know, try to be as concise as possible, not, you know, end up on 15 different tangents. But, um, I, I like the time that we get to spend on each of these, uh, on each of the characters and finding mm. out who they are, what their motivations are, because all of it's really important for that finale that we get. And, um, also, you know, it also, it allows us time to, you know, discover all the, the symbolism, which we've kind of mentioned mm. in this film. Um, and kind of like, uh, I don't know if you call them Easter eggs or, you know, foreshadowing or hints, whatever is, is to come. But one of the other things that I did pick up on in the film the first time I watched it, I didn't completely get it until the very ending because kind of like you, I was thinking that they were setting up the the Japanese man as a red herring. Mm. And I kept waiting for it to flip. Like even when we went to the cabin and saw, okay, well, this is kind of some creepy stuff. But I, what was going through my head at the time is, okay, you know, I understand he has pictures of all these people and stuff like that. And he's, uh, you know, this crazy ritual room. But I'm thinking it's like it's going to it's going to twist and it's going to turn out that he is trying to, you know, try to perform some kind of ritual to end up helping the town. Mm. Um, I, I just kept expecting that to happen. Yes. And then it didn't. And I was I was so happy that it didn't because it just totally messed up, uh, you know, my you know, what I what I thought was going to happen. But the thing that I noticed going into it was um, and again, more more symbolism. But the, the woman in white uh, ends up mm. collecting objects from from these people and these families who are who are affected as does the japanese man whereas he collects everything from their lower body and she collects all the things that she collects are from their upper body mm, so wow. it's kind of like yeah, you know an elevated and a you know a lower thing and again like it's all foreshadowing it's all pointing to you know it's it, the movie is telling you who the good guy and who the bad guy is in this movie um, and I didn't pick up on that because I, you know, I so believe that, you know, they were I was just waiting for some kind of twist that never came, which is a twist in itself, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's telling you throughout the entire film who you can trust. Yeah, I think it was interesting with that second the character. I think it says on, on my notes that she her name translates to no one. Um, mm, uh, yes. Yeah. And um, I've read that. It's interesting that she's in it quite a lot. But for me, I kept forgetting she was in it. 
Mm-hmm. It's almost like I kept, forget, kept dismissing her as not being important, but there, there was a kind of a bit of a, uh, because they kind of get like a mob together and they, it's, it's literally like a pitchfork sort of mob that all this, all the, all the weapons they shove in the back of this pickup truck to go and get the Japanese guy. Mm. And this is the bit you said, uh, mentioned Boomer where he, he's, he's setting himself up to be the hero at this point. This is where he's going to go and confront the, the Japanese guy. Who's Ross? You should say who he is. You mean the, 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 policeman. the, the policeman, the policeman. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, they sort of chase the Japanese guy to the top of a hill. Um, uh, after there's been like a, a like a zombie turn up with, um, who they mm. kill with. Yes. It's a bit like Sean, of the, a Sean of the dead kind of, you know, everyone is freaking out, trying to stop this guy biting them, hitting him in the head with, with big sticks, um, hitting him in the head with a rake and all that kind mm. of stuff. Um, and then the, the Japanese guy falls off of a, a, off a cliff and there's a bit there where he looks very vulnerable. And that's where I was thinking, yeah, yes. this is, he's definitely a, a good, a, a good guy who's been wrongly, um, maligned here. Accused, yes. Um, but then you get the, the Japanese, uh, the, the, um, the no one ghost, the, the woman in white, sort of chase him through uh, the Japanese guy through the woods, and he ends up falling down in front of their car, and they end up running him over. And then they, uh, this is uh, the policeman and, and his sort of cronies who are trying to get. Um, was it the uh, the priest who gets bitten on the face? He yes, he, he does. Gets yes. bitten on the face by like, the zombie, mm-hmm. and they end up throwing the uh, the uh, Japanese man over the over a cliff. So. And this is the point where um, the shaman kind of make, does a run for it. Um, and he ends up uh, trying to sort of leave the town. Um, so it kind of, you kind of feel, oh, this is, this is, is this the end of the film? Uh, has, have they killed the Japanese man? You know, this feels a bit of like anticlimactic. Mm. And if I'm honest, the first time I watched it, I didn't see who they run over. I just said, someone's been run over and they threw someone over the cliff. I don't know who, who it is at this point. Um, but yeah, and this is when the, the, t- the twist happens, but not the twist you expect, you're mm. expecting to happen. Okay, so the shaming um, is, is rushing back to the, um, the home of uh, our policeman, um, where mm. the, um, the daughter is still there. And he gets to uh, their sort of the gate to their, ha- their home. And the, the woman in white, the, the sort of the ghost is sort of standing there. And, and you get like a very uh, subtle shot of these flowers which are over the door mm. and the shaman can't enter the the house and he starts um pretty much vomiting and, and he has a nosebleed yes. he starts vomiting it's, it's almost like um team america the amount of yeah. the, amount, <laughs> the amount of vomit that has to come out yeah. at this point um and this before you know what the twist is you you then see oh shit they've gone after the wrong person the the um now that the the, the japanese man is dead that the the ghost is the the woman and white ghost has now been able to get into the house and and they and the who you assume is a good guy the shaman can't get in there to save them so the, mm. this is where you're, you're thinking oh no they've killed the wrong person the uh, the evil spirit is in the house um so he then tries to run away he goes back to his um shaman hq and gets all of his <laughs> Buddhas and it's like that shop. Gear. Yeah, it's like that shop you went to, James. In um, yes, <laughs> in Gloucester. Yeah, what was the name of it again? Fourteen gifts. Yeah, it's like it fourteen gifts. Yeah, gifts. <laughs> gets all of his paraphernalia, puts it in his car, and tries to tries to leave town. Um, but then he's um, he's seen off by a load of moths attacking the mm. um, uh, hitting the windscreen of the car, which I thought was a quite a good effect on that one. Yep. Um, and he's trying to ring. Um, the the policeman to say you've got to get back home because mm. uh the demon is the wrong demon the what the, the the japanese man wasn't a demon the demon the demon's the, the, the woman in white she's in your house mm. 
he goes he goes back and he's a, he's about to go in and co- confront the um uh, what's going on but, but then, he, then he notices the the woman in white down an alleyway and he goes down there and she's saying the shaman and the the demon are in this in this together and i've i've done a spell to save your daughter but mm. you can't go into the house until the spell's completed this is my interpretation of what yes. what's going on and that's when you have the the as Boomer was saying, he has to make a choice. He has to make a mm. decision. Who does he believe? Does he does he believe the shaman who's rushing back there to try and uh, confront this thing, or does he, um, or does he believe this uh, this woman in white ghost? He um, makes the wrong choice. He makes the wrong yeah. choice. Yeah, he he believes that the, the the woman in white in white is the you know kind of like the demon, and he kind of believes it believes what the shaman says. Um, he goes into his house only to find that his whole family have been moidered. Yeah, sadly, and the insinuation is is that his daughter now is going, it murders him too, yes. or attacks him, and then. The shaman turns up and he can walk through the door now because the flower has died the flower yep. which is which is the protection of the of the house and the, the thing we saw earlier in the film at the pig farm which was obviously mm. the, the same thing has happened before and it's gone wrong it's yep. gone wrong before and he goes in and starts taking pictures of all the bodies and everything he goes back to his car the collection yeah, yes and all the all the pictures fall out the back all the pictures we've previously seen in the um in the uh john doe murder room oh mm. in the back of his car um, but then we have your your. Um, so while this is all happening, we also have the the priest James. Yes, um, he goes to said he confronts the Japanese guy, and the Japanese guy says, "Look, you know, you know, what? I'm I'm not a demon. What's the matter with you? You know, sh- surely, you know, come come and touch me. I'm flesh and blood." Mm. Um, and as but you know, he can t- see that, that something is wrong. And as he gets close to him, the the Japanese guy produces a camera and starts to sort of take a picture of him. Mm-hmm. And it then you know, it, in between this time, it's cutting between this and the policeman trying to decide whether to go back to his daughter or not. And when it does cut back for the last time, we see that the Japanese guy is the demon. You know, he is a demon. He's gone full on death. So, Yes, and is kind of in the full makeup and what have you in kind of Korean demon style. So the kind of the plot has revealed itself that as we've been saying, it's both the, the, the Japanese guy. It was him all along as it were. And, and we now understand the relationship between him and the shaman and the no one, the, girl, the nameless girl was trying to help them all along. Um, and then we don't, um, do, do we see what happens to the priest? I can't remember. No, we don't. We just, no. we yeah, we just, just assume it, that it, it doesn't end well for him. <laughs> it just cuts. Yeah. yeah. And you know, something that's, you know, that, uh, going back to our bumbling protagonist or a failure as a, as a, as a protagonist. And, um, it's, it's crazy because he, he does, he fails at everything. I mean, he fails as, you know, as a father. I mean, there's, there's one mm. scene earlier on that. You know, it's kind of kind of a quick scene, but, it, you know, when he is in his rendezvous with uh, his mistress or whatever, and his daughter stumbles upon him, uh, you know, and he's trying to bribe her with all these gifts and stuff like that. And she's telling him, you know, I'm not going to tell mom and it's not the first time that I've seen this, you know, or seen yeah. something like this. So it's, you know, he fails as a father. He's a terrible policeman because at at one point, you know, if it's something like Seven who, you know, you have Morgan Freeman you know, who's just brilliant or, and stuff like that and putting puzzle pieces together. Um, even if you don't have all the information to begin with, it's like, you know, you piece piece things together. 
And, um, you know, we'll go back to, we'll go back to the creepy room with, with all the, the pictures. So at there, there is a point when they, they realize that, okay, this, this woman is not, you know, really corporal. Uh, she's, you know, she's mm. a supernatural entity in this, whether, and he doesn't know whether she's, you know, good or bad or whatever. Okay. That, that's, that's fair. But, uh, it's obvious that the, the shaman didn't take all those pictures. So there's somebody that's, that's helping him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's somebody that would have had to be because there, there are scenes that were taken from the crime scene that, you know, there are some that were taken before or after or, you know, whatever. But, um, but there, there are scenes that are straight from the, the crime scene. So somebody had to be there and it could not have mm-hmm. been her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and he does not piece that together. Yeah. That it's, it's, you know, she, she could not have been the one to take these pictures. It had to have been somebody else, you know, a la the, uh, the, the shaman in, in this. Yeah. Um, and your, your, that, that cave scene is, that is intense. I mean, it, mm. that is one of the, the, the freakiest images that I've seen in a long time in a movie. I mean, as soon as, as you, yeah, you get that full reveal of who the Japanese man is like, yep. uh, the hair just stood up on my arms. It was, it was really, yeah, really good. It was brilliant. And I, I, I just want to say one thing, the, the performance of, of the, the policeman, the, the, there's a bit where he falls down. He said, I just want to save my daughter. And he, mm. he's completely beaten. And that really, that really um, pulled at my heartstrings because I can imagine being in a situation and, you know, I've seen it with people with their children just in everyday circumstances where there's something I know my kid is heading for like a disaster on this mm. sort of thing but I can't do anything about it to stop them you know it, it was it was heart-wrenching that he he knew he knew he was losing and, he, and he, he just didn't have the power or the strength or the skill or the intelligence to to, to do anything and, and I think all the sort of weird humor and slapstick aside there was a lot of very human, you know, universal mm. yeah. acting in this. And, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, you know, something which is very, very alien to um, this, you know, country mouse in Dorset, um, there was universality in there. That, like, Absolutely. I, 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 think that's, I think that's, that's an interesting conclusion to reach, Ross. Yeah. you saying, there'd be so much that's been alien to us, but at the same time, themes which we all identify with, which, as you said, which is obsession and the need to do things for your, to save your children, you know, whatever it t- takes, I must save my, my child. Yeah. And questions of, well, who do you believe? Mm. And that leap of faith yeah. and the need to believe, you know, th- these are universal and, themes. And making so, yeah, a choice and the fear of making the wrong choices. Yes. So, what do we think? Um, so, uh, Boomer, um, we give our films marks out of five. Um, five being the, the top. What would you give this film? What was your overall impression of, of the Wailing? It's brilliant, and uh, so gets very, very, very high marks for me. And I don't know if you mm-hmm. kind of do, um, uh, you know, a wrap up or final thoughts, but I'll do that yeah, really, yeah. really quickly along yeah. with my rating. But so, I would give this a five out of or five, uh, four point five out of five. It's mm-hmm. it's really really good to me uh not only is it really smart and well acted and well shot and scary on on top of everything else not only does it contain a lot of elements that i love and i know that we've kind of dived deep into this and talked about themes and elements and stuff like that and there are some things that may be opaque to us as western audience Mm. i don't i don't think that you really need to understand everything to enjoy this film I think that this film is is very powerful and effective, even if you don't understand 100% of the things that's that's mm. going on. So 4.5 out of 5 for me. Excellent. 
James, what about you? What are your thoughts? I went, like you said, going in, knowing absolutely nothing about this whatsoever, but then uh, I was really pleasantly surprised for all the reasons which I think we've uh, discussed this evening. A lot of the um, thematic ideas and, as I said, like you know, belief, leap of faith uh, versus, you know, obsession, things like that. Um, I still found it. I don't know. I think, well, you know, could have been edited down a little tighter, maybe, but that's just my own absolutely pure subjective take on it. Anyway, I could totally understand why somebody else might go, oh, no, 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 it's perfect. You know, mm. it's perfect. It could have been longer. Um, and I would absolutely you know, say that's that's cool and that's fine. But for me, I said it was a real pleasant surprise. And thank you for recommending it. Whoever it was out of you two, who, who picks it out. But for me, it's, it's a four out of five for me. Fantastic. Would tell people to watch this film. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's going to be a four out of five for me as well. Um, I would say really enjoyed it. Really in, uh, enjoyed going on a holiday to South Korea. Uh, uh, <laughs> and um, and not. I think the only reason it, it doesn't get a five out of five is my own issues. Um, because I early on thought I know where this is going. It started feeling like it was dragging for me because I was going, okay, mm. I, know, I know what's going to happen here. I know what's going to happen here. Can't just get to the point. It's, you know when you're like you're listening to a joke from someone you've heard before, and you're just waiting for the person to get to the end so you can laugh about yeah. it. Yeah. And then when it got to that point, it was like, oh right, okay, I'm wrong-footed, and you know maybe I should have been paying more attention all along up until this point. But saying that, there were a couple of I think they went to maybe three or four different crime scenes, which all seemed quite similar. Mm. There, there were a point. I think they went to the um, the Japanese man's house three or four times and it's mm -hmm. like maybe some of these things could have been condensed condensed in order to get the, the runtime down a little bit mm -hmm. um, I think maybe it's just for the sake of doing a podcast something a little bit um, more concise makes it easier for you to, <laughs> to to run through so um, um, again so all of these are my issues not the film's issues um, reading some reviews um, they say uh, maybe it's a bit he just throws a lot at it in, in order and mm. um, it makes it a bit messy, but I didn't, I didn't feel that. Um, yeah. So it's for, uh, definitely one to watch uh, four out of five. Fantastic. Hurrah. So um, James, it's you, yes. your, choose, your turn to choose what we're going to watch yes. next. Have you done your homework? I have done my homework boss. I have. Okay. Um, we are going to look at possum. Possum. <laughs> But the Ooh. movie Possum it is the the directorial debut of Matthew Holness, who people may know better as Garth Marenghi from oh. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. I I I do know I know nothing of this film. Is well, that, hopefully it'll be a pleasant surprise for have you. Have you it's a good one. Hey, you seen, oh. <laughs> you seen it, Boomer? Have you? Okay, cool, fantastic. So, Boomer, thank you very much for being yes, being. Thank uh, you. It, it was really good. Some excellent in, insight on there and. You are the most um, uh, qualified Asian cinema expert that we know of, <laughs> and I'm sure that you'll be uh, called upon on many other podcasts. Yeah, you're our go-to guy now. <laughs> go -to guy. Hey, anytime, anytime. This was this was a lot of fun, and yeah, thank you all for for having me. This was this was great. Brilliant. So, do you want to give us one more plug for your podcast before we go? Sure. It's a podcast in the woods. You can find us on all podcasting platforms, and the easiest way. So, we have a, a link tree. So, it's just linktree.com forward slash podcast. Uh, in the woods and uh, you know you can find all of our links for podcasts and everything else that we do cool and they will be on the show notes as well before you go just one question where does your artwork come from that was your... Ian. Ian, Ian did our, our artwork for us oh nice yeah yeah nice. from 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 the network yeah I had um, I had no idea what I was I was going to use and he did you know he did his his artwork yeah and I was like yeah hey man is there any way you could do something for us and yeah, it's it's 
it's brilliant. Yeah, because it looks like I something off an old computer game or something, doesn't it? And I was thinking, is, that, mm-hmm. is this like like an 8-bit game which I, I should be aware of or something? <laughs> Have you lifted that from somewhere? But yeah, cool. I really like it. Excellent. Really good to see you, man. And um, yeah, and I hope to catch up with you again soon. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to have uh, both of you on the show. I know I know, we talked oh, about it, but then we went through a format change, uh, yeah. Ross. But yeah, we will get you on there soon. And James, you as well. This, uh, if it's... Uh, the only reason I didn't come on last time is because I thought I had not seen the new version of Evil Dead and I, just, I didn't want to come on and go I don't know yeah. I don't know well, you were, you're the one who introduced Evil Dead to me in the first place James remember yeah, when old school Evil Dead uh, old, the new yeah, one I haven't yeah, seen prop, that yet proper Evil Dead Sorry. yeah but I think we, we talked about maybe doing um, Eden Lake and uh, Deliverance as like a, a double oh, double cool. build that would yeah, be yeah, 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 yeah. wicked okay. I love that well until next time um, happy day everyone Bye-bye. oh yeah take care everyone until next time thanks for listening You have been listening to the General Witchfinders present Folk in Hell, a spin-off podcast. Find more episodes of this and the main show wherever you get your podcasts. Visit generalwitchfinders.com for more details. Commune with us on Twitter at GeneralWitch1 and help support the show on Patreon. I saw Oasis in the old Wembley and it felt like I was oh, in a yeah. concentration camp. It was horrible. <laughs> it, it, it was, it was just being like slammed in there and it was just the, 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 the atmosphere and the, it was, and it was just like Toxic. barbed wire and like, you know, it, yeah. it was, um, and this is back when I was super square and it's like, everyone is on drugs in here. I don't like it. This is really stressful. <laughs> and it was what do like, you mean when you worked? Uh, well, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a little I'm less, I'm a little less square now, but, um, yeah, that's when I had my super square girlfriend rather than my super cool Let's girlfriend. Wife. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Wife. Yeah. I think it's the, and I was just thinking, <laughs> oh, someone's going to try and make me have drugs and I can't get out of here because it's like, it, it's okay. all, all metal spikes and everything. Wow. Yeah. There we go. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 